Good day and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotion. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for today's worship. Before we start, let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we have a desire within our hearts, Lord, to live a life that is free from pain, that is free from the taintments and the damages of the world out there, a life that is peaceful, a life that is full of hope, a life that is beautiful. And Lord, I know that in you and through you, despite the trials and tribulations of life, this is possible. And Lord, as we are growing and we are learning, we pray that you will continue to speak to us through your Holy Spirit, that your presence in our lives will continue to transform us and to help us to be the best that we can be, to help us to to heal from the hurts of the past and to live fully for the hope of the future. This is our prayer, and we ask it in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. I'd like to read for you for our verse this morning from the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, Guard your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. The title for my talk this morning is Healing Your Soul Starts Here. If you look at your life today and you do introspection into your soul, do you feel broken, defiled, dirty, abused? Is your soul temple been destroyed or left in ruin? Perhaps you are experiencing the fact that there are so many broken pieces of your life lying around, scattered on the floor, maybe even piled up damage over the past years of your life. And when a person suffers years of damage, abuse and neglect, you might end up feeling very overwhelmed and fearful about the task of restoration and healing. You know, you might say to yourself, it's been so many years that have built up into this pain, into this brokenness. How many years is it going to take me to fix it? And not only that, but you might say, where do I start? You might feel overwhelmed with the the amount of work that needs to be done and don't know where to start. And this is really what I want to talk to you about. What do you start with? Where do you start the fixing process with so much to fix? Where does the restoration and the healing of your soul's temple, your soul temple start? The imagery and the metaphors of the Bible are so rich and full of lessons to give us the answers to this question. When we look at the story of where King Hezekiah undertook the restoration of the temple in Jerusalem, we see that he started the project of restoring the temple by first restoring the doors of the temple. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 3 says, says In the very first month of the first year of his reign, Hezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. So, why should one start with the doors? If we follow the example of our soul temple being the same as the temple in Jerusalem, then the advice that the Bible is giving us is to start with the restoration of the doors of your temple. Why start with the doors? Well, if you think about it, doors are entrances as well as exits. That's where you control what gains access into your inner being and what does not. In other words, when you restore the doors to your soul temple, that is how you are going to keep your inward being, your mental health, your well-being on the inside, how you are going to keep your soul safe from further damage and destruction. It is at the doors of your soul temple that you will decide what you are going to let in and what you are going to keep outside. And the safety and the well-being of your, of your being depends on your doors. 
But what are the doors into your inner being? What are the doors that gain that give access into your soul, into your mind and into your heart? Well, the doors of your soul are really your senses, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, your skin, everything through which you can feel a stimuli. That is the doors into your soul. And perhaps today you have thought about it and you've said to yourself, perhaps over time, your doors have been broken down. Perhaps not only broken down, but perhaps they were there, but they were left open for any beast or vandal to enter into. Or perhaps you have completely shut your doors to your soul out of the fear of the bad that might enter in and damage it even further. And we call these two different kinds of, you know, treatment of the doors of your soul, these two extremes, we could call them perhaps extreme liberalism or extreme fanaticism. What do I mean with this? If you think about it, extreme liberalism is basically when the doors of your soul are broken down, completely destroyed. And what you are basically saying is you're saying you welcome anything inside, anything and everything. All experiences are allowed into your soul, into your inner being. And you also allow anything out. In other words, whatever you say doesn't matter. You don't filter it. You don't think about it. In other words, this is really when your doors are broken down, when you kind of live life to this extreme type of liberalism. And then you get the opposite. You get the extreme fanatics who have locked their doors to their soul. And they hardly live. They deny access to everything and everyone and all experiences out of the fear that something bad might happen inside their soul temple. And they don't allow in the bad, but the problem with locking up the doors is, is that it also stops the good from coming in. And neither one of these are good for your soul or for your inner well-being. It's not good to have your doors broken down where just any old thing gains access or any old thing goes out. And it is not good to lock up the doors of your soul either, because then you are locking yourself away from the bad as well as the good experiences of life. When we look at the story of King Hezekiah, when he started looking at repairing the temple and he started with the doors of the temple, we notice two things. The Bible tells us that he opened the doors of the temple and he repaired them. In other words, both of these things are extremely important. And it's important that you ask yourself today, while you are looking towards repairing your soul temple, while you are looking at your mental health, the inner being, the, the, the person that you are inside of yourself, apart from your physical body, to ask yourself the question, what task do I have when it comes to my doors? Do I have to open them or do I have to repair them? Ask yourselves, are the doors of my soul temple completely locked up and closed? And do I I need to unlock them and open them? Or are they perhaps completely broken down and in need of restoration so that they can be whole in order to guard that which needs to be guarded inside of yourself? Now, as I said, these type of extremes, you know, having that kind of my doors are completely broken down versus my comp doors are completely shut but still intact are not healthy. It's not healthy for your inner being. It's not healthy for your mental well-being either. And we need to realize that with God and what God wants for us is to live life in a balanced kind of way, to create a balance within the soul. And these two very extremes are really creating an unbalance within the soul. And God really is about order and balance. 
And there's a danger for the person whose doors have been broken down in the past. Because sometimes when your doors are broken down and you've experienced vast amounts of damage and pain because your doors are broken down, when you are starting to to, to put your doors back together and you build them up again, unfortunately what can happen, and you need to guard against this, is that because of the pain that you've experienced, that now once your doors are, are fixed, that you might start putting them under lock and under chain. In other words, locking them up and going towards the other extreme. And there's also a danger in the person who has been sort of like locking themselves away, who has been, you know, under tight lock and key, um, and that w- once they do open their doors, that they might actually end up tearing them down and destroying them completely because of these extreme neglects and isolation of the soul. And we often see this happening with kids growing up. Kids who have grown up in strict Christian homes where their parents have stood by the doors of their souls, guarding them, deciding what goes in and telling them what is allowed out and never really teaching them how to guard their own doors. Um, And, you know, what ends up happening is, is, is that they feel so empty inside. They feel so empty to the experiences of life, even the good experiences of life, that once they have that freedom, once they leave their homes, that they tear down any door and then the, the, the bad things of the world come inside. We see a biblical example in the lives of Israel and the lives of the priests and the Levites at the temple. We see that when Jesus arrives at the Passover for the for at the temple for the Passover, he sees all kinds of defilement that had happened inside the temple. The practices of selling and bribery, and he saw sheep and goats and money money changes in the temple, things that should never have been allowed into the temple. And and I believe that this imagery kind of teaches us that that there is a certain standard that we need to uphold when it comes to our soul temples, just as much as there was a certain standard that God expected his priests and his Levites to to maintain while they were taking care of the physical temple in Jerusalem. That's the one extreme where in the physical temple in the days of Israel, they let anything in. And we saw the response of Jesus where he said, this is not okay. This needs to be changed. The, the soul temple, the, the temple in Jerusalem needs to be cleansed. And he chased all of those things out. And sometimes we need to do that. Once we have, you know, set up the doors and we've, 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 we've opened them up, we must chase out that which is bad. And we also see that, you know, in the biblical example of King Hezekiah, Second Chronicles 29 verse verse 5 to 7, what happened? It talks about, it says, our ancestors were unfaithful and it was what, what was evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They abandoned the Lord and his dwelling place. And I suppose the question is, have you neglected the care of your dwelling place, your temple? It says they turned their backs on him. They also shut the doors of the temple's entry into the room, into the entry room. And you see, the question that we should ask is, have you locked the door of your soul to everything? Not just the bad, but the good as well. Have you locked the, the door to your inner being to, to towards people and even God? Have you locked out God from your heart? It says all of these practices, locking up the doors and, and and abandoning the Lord snuffed out the lamps in the temple. And I wonder perhaps today the fact might be the reason why there's so much darkness inside is, is because perhaps the light has gone out inside of you because the doors towards your temple has been closed, not just to the bad, but to the good as well. Perhaps the doors of your temple has been closed to, to the son of righteousness, to Jesus Christ, who can shine light into your soul. 
If that be the case, then it is time that you open up the doors and the windows to your soul so that he, the son of righteousness, Jesus, can shine into the chambers of your mind and into the, the chambers of your heart and light up your soul temple to give you that hope again, that restoration and healing is possible for the inward being. It is important, however, that you place a guard at the door and that you monitor the doors of your soul. So even though you open them up to the good, that you should note that while they are open, they are open also to the bad and that you should monitor and choose for yourself what is allowed in and what is going to be good for your mental health, what is going to be good for your inner being, what is going to be good for your life overall. A few years back, I went to Israel um, and we were standing at the temple in Bethlehem and we were going to be guided into the temple by our tour guard guide. And when we, we stood by the door, we noticed that um, the door of the temple in Bethlehem was about half the size of a man's body. And we all had to bend down and really crouch onto our haunches to get into the door of the temple. It was extremely short. And when we asked the tour guide why this was, he explains that it, it was purposefully built this way and the reason they built the door this low and the small is he said it was in order to keep the livestock out you know so that they wouldn't wander into the temple while worship was happening you know things like cows and horses and sheep and things like that and I wondered to myself would it not just have been better for them to perhaps place a guard at the door um, or to even have a door so that they could open it to those who were supposed to come in and close it to those who, who were not supposed to come in. Now, I don't know the reason why they did this, why they had this door, this, this temple door that was, you know, there wasn't actually a door there and it was so short, but they did what they could in order to keep that out, which was supposed to stay out. But we need to realize that, you know, when our doors are open, we need to place a guard, but then we should also not just keep it open, but we should invite that which is supposed to come in, into our souls, into our minds, into our hearts. Psalms 24 verse 7 says, Open up ye ancient gates, open up ancient doors so that the king of glory may enter in. And this is what we need to do. We need to open up the doors of our hearts and our minds and our souls to God so that God could come in and live in and create beauty inside. Proverbs 20 verse 12 says, eyes and ears are there to hear and to see. They are both gifts from God. You see, God created these doors into our souls, our eyes our ears, our mouths, our nose, our skins, our tastes, our senses, all of these things are there so that, so, that, so that we can enjoy them. They're gifts from God. We shouldn't shut them up. We shouldn't just, you know, close them up to all experiences. I was sitting while thinking about this talk and I thought to myself, uh, just think about how nice it would be if we could just not have these doorways that would let bad in. And I, I sat there and I, I imagined, you know, closing my eyes, stopping up my ears, closing my mouth and my nose and standing up so I wouldn't be able to feel anything. And I imagined that how nice it would be that if there was no access towards temptation to come into my soul, if there was no access for anything bad to come in, I would be safe. 
But as I was sitting there, I imagined and I said to myself, but if my eyes, my ears, my nose, my mouth, my skin, if everything was just numb to the experiences of the world, that means that I wouldn't be able to experience the goodness and the, the beauty of the world around me that God, that God had you know, allowed me to experience, that God is blessing us with. And you see, these gifts, these, these avenues to our soul, these doors into our soul are really gifts if we use them for good, if we guard them well and we allow that in which is good for us. We need to close the gates to that which is damaging our mental health and our inner being, but we should leave it open to God and to the goodness of God and to the experiences of the beauty that He has to offer to us. We can feel, we can taste, we can smell, we can listen to good things and uplifting things which God has placed out there in the world for us. Every experience and everything that comes knocking at the door of your soul, that comes knocking at the door of your heart, asking for access into you, you should ask the question, what is this going to do to me? What is this going to do to my inner being? How is it going to change me? Because you see, everything that you allow in is going to change you. It is going to form you. It is going to mold you. Just like that verse that says, by beholding, you become changed. When we were kids, we, we did a little experiment that kind of demonstrates this. We used to take a white rose and put it in a vase full of water and then you would take food coloring and you would drop whatever color food coloring you wanted into the water and after some time you would notice that the white rose petals of the rose would start to color into the color of the dye that you dropped into the water so you could end up having green roses black roses purple roses gray roses whatever color your heart desired and this is what we need to realize when we open up the doors of our souls once we have fixed it to ask what am i allowing in and what is it doing to me is it changing me is it changing me into a better person is it changing me into a healthier person is it making my mind and my heart feel at ease and at rest or is it causing anxiety and stress and fear inside of me so the question that i have for you today is this is your door fixed and is your door open but guarded open to the good experiences of life and to god and guarded against those things which will destroy you but you see the gates of your soul is not just significant in the fact that it is there to protect you to see what is allowed in and what is allowed out but if we look at the biblical example you will see that gates were very significant to the the, the nation of israel and judah we often see the elders and the prophets and the kings gathering at the gates to make important decisions and make important announcements to declare certain covenants with god and between god and their people to make vows at the city gate in Second Chronicles chapter 31, verse 2, we see that King Hezekiah, after the temple door had been restored, after the temple had been cleansed of the defilement and that which was supposed to be inside, you know, was brought back in and that which was supposed to be on the outside was cast out and destroyed and burnt at the, the Hinnom Valley. We see that the King Hezekiah organizes the priests and the Levites into various divisions to offer burnt offerings and peace offerings. And it says and to worship and give thanks and praise to the Lord at the gate of the temple, at the gates of the temple. And this to me was extremely insignificant. And I asked myself, why at the gates? Why were they giving thanks and praise and offering, you know, burnt offerings and peace offerings at the gates of the temple? You see, it is because it is at the gates 
that you can look back on your life. It is at the gates of, of the temple that you can look back and see how the enemy was deterred from coming in and how God helped you to fight that those bad things that wanted to gain access into your soul did not gain access into your soul. It is at the gates where victory was won. But it is also at the gates where you can praise the Lord for the blessings that he did allow in, for all the beautiful, bountiful harvests that were carried into the into the city for all the beautiful bountiful um treasures and plunder that could be brought into the city gates into the soul and this is truly the the thing that we need to realize that we need to realize that our gates our eyes our mouths our hands our bodies are there as a, as as a, as a place and things that we can use to praise and give thanks to the lord that 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 our bodies and our minds are still whole because god is god has helped us to guard it because god has blessed us because god has given us good things to put inside of it and God has helped us to kept out keep out that which is good so open your doors and set up the guards towards your soul fix the doors that needs to be fixed and invite Christ in to live into your soul temple invite the Holy Spirit to dwell inside your heart and make sure that it is at the gates that you give thanks and praise to his name for protecting you and blessing you so that you can have good mental health with your eyes your ears and your mouth confess the beauty and the wonders of the lord and the things with which he has blessed your soul this is where the healing of your soul starts The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus 27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8am. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in his wings.